artificials role artificial intelligence's role in crypto i'm excited for this one subcritical yeah me too i think i can do a spoiler alert it's definitely going to affect DeFi. Oh, it seems like it's going to affect the world. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because when you ask people, I still meet a lot of people that haven't used ChatGPT or MidJourney yet. It makes sense because there's billions of people in the world. But it's, man, it's evolving so quick. Yeah, definitely. I know yeah, quite a few people I've met that didn't know anything about ChatGPT because I think since we're just online and we're like so in tune with the stuff that we knew about it before a lot of people. Uh, but yeah, after they use it, they're just like blown away. It's the best experience onboarding somebody to GPT, like a family member or like somebody like a friend to GPT or MidJourney because you're right. They're just absolutely blown away by it. Right, and then it looks like we already got Kojito up here and Singularity Dow. Yeah, I mean, um, ChatGPT is amazing. Like, it's made like a mini revolution in AI world, like with all that is capable of. So, quite surprising uh, what everything you can do. So, we're gonna keep hearing about it for a while now. Although, um, I would say that, I mean, at least I would predict that there will be also some. Uh, you know, deficiencies of the model are coming out in the next months, not just like the plus sides that have been so far. Um, but yeah, you know, like uh, it's a great model. It, uh, it's really unbelievable what you can do with it. Yeah, and it also allows uh, AI to be really democratized. Yeah, that's the that's like the uh, interesting part about this whole whole, whole side of it. Yeah, people are just integrating it in their workflows already i'm talking to projects and i think like that's like the first way it's impacting DeFi. is like you know DeFi projects can do these tasks with this other ai that they you know don't have to do they don't have to hire a copywriter or like they can do it like easier in-house and i'm talking to these projects and like it's just amazing that it's already in projects workflows for like other things um but yeah it's definitely going to affect DeFi. i think like being able to compute at things at a higher level and just like having more context and tokenomics. But that's why you guys are here and why we're so excited to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Same here. Yes. If you two want to go ahead and introduce yourself for the audience down there so they know who you are, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, my name is Nate Schneider, and I'm a co-founder of Cogito Protocol. Um, my background is mostly in quantitative finance and, uh, you know, modeling the risk management, but also AI. Uh, so, um, you know, just trying to get, like, the models in different DeFi right now uh, that work, that use also artificial intelligence to really push. Um, one thing is adoption, but the other thing is uh, that I'm mostly concerned with is, like, risk management and like performance of um uh, for our projects is that Najik? nate oh it's nate got it sorry and then singular and then uh singularity dow 
Yes, hello, I'm Ori here from Singularity DAO. So I'm working on the marketing uh, marketing part and my experience is mostly in DeFi, DeFi marketing, uh, marketing and partnerships. Awesome. Yeah, so if we just wanted to start out, I guess, and just talk about AI's role here in DeFi and what we've been using it for, what we've seen it used for. Because I feel like a lot of the time it's been like mostly a buzzword, but is it actually being used here on these protocols? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's true that for most companies, when you, ha you hear AI, it's usually mostly as a buzzword because they are basically just banking on the current uh, niche or like in the current, you know, it was just a popular buzzword to, to do in every niche, not like just in DeFi or in anything. Um, we're obviously, um, we're obviously trying to evolve like uh, into different niches where we can actually use the AI. Um, I think I mentioned like in some interviews before also with you guys that, um, the advantage here is mostly uh, using going through like high amounts of data and going through the quantitative data um, from which we can make models that are actually, you know, just on, on one hand, observing large amounts of data and, you know, because they're so large, human mind has trouble uh, dealing with it and computer is good with large amounts of data, but also doing like much faster decisions than, um, than of course, uh, the other, the human mind can. So, this means that uh, if something extreme happens, uh, we can basically notify, uh, we can basically see the transactions happening really fast, or like we can see the abnormal activity on chain really fast. And this is where we are like trying to make automatic decisions. So I would mention this. By the way, um, there's also Marcello here from Singularity DAO. Maybe he can be a speaker. Awesome. Yeah. We, uh, Subcritical just brought him up. What's up, Marcello? Hey guys, how you doing? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on this uh wherever whatever time it is for everybody, right? <laughs> it's 9 p.m. I'm in Hong Kong at the moment and uh that's why I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make this this podcast podcast and Twitter space. I'm only here for a few minutes, so apologies for that. Is there anything particular that uh, you, you'd like to get in there then before you have to go? Um, no, I mean, I just wanted to say hi. Uh, there's a Maori here who's, uh, who's representing Singularity Down. He's doing an amazing job. And uh, I think, you know, we are facing um, an extremely interesting time for, for artificial intelligence. And I think probably the uh, best and most interesting time that uh, um, since, since I joined crypto in, in 2017. Um, uh, you know, I have the privilege of, of working in this space through SingularityNet and WinSingularityNet, who is the pioneer in the space um, combining artificial intelligence and blockchain. And it's the ecosystem that basically is giving birth um, to Cogito and has given birth before to SingularityDAO. So... You know, having seen this space grow so radically over the past um, six years now, and finally come to uh, um, to the honor of, of of media in the last few months, mostly because, as you guys said, uh, for the uh, release of of ChatGPT, which finally allowed anybody to touch with their hands artificial intelligence and experience in fir with, with first hand what what um, what artificial intelligence can be. 
And clearly, ChatGPT has been a, a very important step um, for the development of AI, but it's still just one step. And uh, we are very excited to see what comes next, and especially how we can democratize access to artificial intelligence. So ChatGPT is not very democratic itself. I mean, it's, it's fairly centralized. We know that um, it's, uh, it, it, it consumes and retains a huge amount of data from, from, from the users. And uh, I mean, to the point that some countries are even thinking to ban ChatGPT and already ban ChatGPT. So with, uh, with blockchain, we really have the opportunity to create models that allow the users to, mon to, to, to keep the ownership of their data. So I'm really excited to see how we're going to evolve in that, in that direction. I'm very excited to see artificial intelligence used in, um, uh, in, uh, in the centralized finance, like we're doing in, um, in Singularity DAO and like Cogito is doing. Um, I'm excited to see artificial intelligence used in the metaverse, uh, specifically to see the uh, the Sophiaverse project coming to life in the next uh, in the next couple of months. So there is a lot happening in the AI space in conjunction with blockchain, and um, I think we should all feel privileged to be in uh, in this space and uh, to be involved with these projects and um, with the community support. I think we can do really amazing things together. Man, there was so much in there. It's subcritical. Uh, do you have anything? Because uh, I mean, the metaverse, Sophia, obviously, schools with ChatGPT. That's a that's an interesting dynamic. You know, you got some some people talking about banning it for schools, and yeah. like uh, Marcelo just said, countries subcritical. But yeah, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Marcelo. No, 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 no. Sorry, I was just no. I was just confirming what you're saying. I mean, that actually, I was uh, I was in Saudi Arabia um, a month ago with with Nedge, actually at one of the. Um, and uh, meeting with one of the organizers, his wife uh, is a teacher, and we were talking about ChatGPT, and she told me she caught somebody using ChatGPT to write an essay. So you know, that if you catch some, you catch one person, there's probably ten more that are actually using, you know, doing the same. So that's you know, AI is definitely going to disrupt education as well, and uh, and possibly it's like a virus in schools. It's really interesting, right? Of course, of course. I mean, I would have used it back, you know, if I was. If it was available, um, but yeah, thank you guys for for having me. I'll let you talk with uh, Amari and Nate, and uh, good luck for your Twitter space. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for coming and talking with us. You brought up some really good points, uh, especially like we've kind of seen like ChatGPT having some kind of like political bias, and I know people are pretty upset by that. Uh, so hopefully, some kind of platforms are going to allow us to have different types of AI, especially when it comes to like language learning models that are going to have. Uh, no bias at all or otherwise like give us just the info that we want yeah i mean i guess it's really hard to make like an ai that's completely unbiased uh, i think this this will take a lot of developments but uh, especially because as Marcel said chat gpt is centralized so just being centralized means that it will have to be quite biased because if nobody else like the owners uh, might have their own biases that they want to enforce or like, you know, like it's pretty easy also for anybody who is in charge to, you know, or like has like some political interest to enforce biases. And uh, that's, that is the general problem of everything that's centralized. Um, not, that, not to say that decentralized 
companies cannot have or like decentralized applications cannot have biases they can but uh, it's easier to tackle them like in centralized applications it's really hard to to you know uh, push away the biases and it, it is how it is and i think it's still like as much as a great step forward and like we, we i'm just like looking forward where else it's going to disrupt right right now of course um there is like a ma major mention in uh, education, but I'm pretty sure other other parts of you know our economy will basically take advantage of it too, and um, we'll see where it goes. Right? Like uh, the great thing is also the transform models behind it; they they can be used uh, in many different applications. So it's it's an exciting time to be in AI space. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and as you said, like regarding the centralization of JDBT here at what we are where we are here, we are in AI and DeFi space, and the data is democratic, and so there's uh, relatively equality. Even the model aspect is quite transparent and repli replicable. That makes a, a huge difference. And then uh, I know, yeah, it's really interesting. So. Like with open source, I know stability is uh, something that we've been following just as a community uh, where they're really going to try to go the open source route. Um, any thoughts on that or what and what's your what's what is your guys' approach like in the like as you, you know, develop hypercycle and singularity develops hypercycle and things like is the is are you going to be doing a lot of open source sourcing of things or what's your approach or strategy? And what do you think of the strategies of other players besides, you know, open AI? Okay, I can go basically uh, for Singularity Net and Kujita, I think there are two different parts. Like Kujita is trying to be as open source as possible. It's not always possible to be open source simply because of the security. And, you know, like if, if you expose all the vulnerabilities that's not really the smartest thing, but in most other cases, uh, when you don't have something that you have legit interest for hiding, like you you lose like some competitive advantage or something like that, uh, it's uh, I'm completely up for an uh, open source approach. Uh, others can learn from it, but most importantly, like it gives like transparency that uh, you know in crypto, especially in crypto finance. Trust is a big problem. Um, and, you know, it's not that in traditional finance, trust is not a problem. Banks deal with trust all of the time. And when they lose trust, they can, uh, there comes the bank run and banks fail. And this has happened this year already. So trust is, in general, in every financial application, very important. But since we don't have the central authority behind us, it's even more important for us. So I see open source as an additional way of you know, building this trust to even higher level um, than traditional finance does. And traditional finance then, you know, they have to, um, they're also legally required to hide quite a lot of stuff, but you, you don't get a lot of data on how banks operate simply because a lot of it's hidden and they just say, well, we are highly regulated, so everything is fine until, you know, you figure out that a lot of things can be bad behind it. But it's true, regulation helps that. Uh, well, and in crypto, we don't have that. So I'm a big supporter of going open source wherever it's possible, you know, but again, not everywhere is possible. Uh, regarding SimilarityNet, like, again, uh, I'm pretty sure SimilarityNet is quite uh, open on um, open source as well. Uh, but again, um, 
you know, there's you a go, time and place for it, is what you're saying, kind of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think in uh, you know DeFi, there is much more space for the open source than in other industries, and it should be much more open source wherever it's possible. So yes, I am heavily support of open source in general. Uh, and about like, of course, uh, ChatGPT and OpenAI and others. Um, they're centralized, and uh, for now, <laughs> it's not completely open source, and I don't have a good hope that those applications will go very open source. And this is basically something that you know DeFi is trying to counter, basically, uh, with with all the developments um, to be more transparent to everyone. And uh, in general, I think uh, this is in more in the into the advantage of the people who are using this than, you know, having everything a bit hidden behind big organizations. This is, this is not the spirit in which crypto was made, like in, in which I entered the DeFi, like also in 2017. Yeah, and re regarding the, the open source approach, as, as you told before about type cycle, definitely also as it will be a, a layer one blockchain optimized for AI, the goal is also to have external builders to, to build on this. And to build, they need to trust it. And so there is a need for being open source, meaning it becomes permissionless to build on top using the blockchain. So we're super happy and impatient to share more about this in the coming days or week. And, Wait, did uh, you say it was a layer? I think you said it was a, la is a uh, layer one, or was that just a slip? Is it Because I thought it was a, it's supposed to be a side chain, right? Of Cardano or something? Or... It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be more chain agnostic. Uh, of oh, course, cool. there's that's good. Uh, yeah. 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 Of, can you, of, yeah of course, there are relations with uh, with Cardano, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a really yeah a layer one blockchain optimized for AI directly. And so the the full goal to be of course open source, and the same goes for Singularity DAO. As we we move more and more to a totally decentralized protocol. And it's going to be uh, even more uh, enhanced with our protocol V2 coming in the next months. Uh, Supercritical? Yeah, since we were kind of talking about being open source and things like that. One cool thing I saw with ChatGPT is people were taking like smart contracts on Ethereum and throwing it in there and it would like flag it and say like, hey, here's some like malicious code inside here and things like that. So I think that'll be pretty cool in the future if you can just take open source code, kind of throw it in somewhere and it'll let you know if there's any kind of issues with it. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, now the AI can basically observe itself and make sure that everything is uh, correct, right? Especially because we have the competitors of ChatGPT already. But yeah, like uh, open source is definitely uh, a very popular thing, at least from development perspective, in cryptocurrency companies and uh, DeFi companies. So uh, I, I would be surprised if you would be like uh, very heavy supporters of open source, much, much bigger supporters than, of course, traditional companies, which normally will probably prefer um, everything in a more conservative way, not really showing to the community. But yeah, we go just the other way around. So yeah, open source is definitely the way, and um, AI can actually improve this open source by actually looking for all the the issues that might happen at some part of, you know, the code and everything. So it's quite an exciting time to be alive. Yeah, I think it's the most exciting. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Singularity Dow. 
Yeah, no, no, no worries. Yeah, just so that it, to, to bounce on that. On the DeFi part of it, it's also super important because with all these open source protocols that we've seen also in the last years, people just di didn't just fork another, another protocol. They tried to get what was actually built and try to build on top and to create something new, something more enhanced about it. So it made really DeFi become what it's actually uh, with its uh, qualities and defaults. But it made the things move really, really faster because everything was available for people to build, to modify, to edit, and to try to get better and more sustainable models and protocols time after time. I was watching one of the, the Singularity updates, and I think it was uh, Janet, and you know, it was an hour-long update. It was probably the not the most recent one, but the one before, maybe. And there was a lot of the original conversation around the DSL um, for the hypercycle. And I was curious if you could kind of educate us on, you know, having a layer one that's really optimized for AI and us kind of studying kind of how consensus works on Cardano and seeing, you know, uh, DC Spark with Mokamada and thinking about just side chains like what is an optimized AI blockchain and like what is the AI really bringing to that that's going to enhance crypto and products on it? That'd be really uh, cool if you guys could kind of educate us on it. All right. So regarding a cycle and the AI optimized part, in fact, the, the, the fact that there are going to be more and more AI to AI transactions in the future, not involving humans directly. So the full goal of HyperCycle is to optimize these kind of transactions directly between AI and AI. So the, I'm not the technical uh, guy who developed it. Uh, it's a cycle, of course, but the, the full goal is really to... Um, to have direct and full interaction just between the two AIs that are uh, doing the, the transactions directly. And so that is the, the main difference uh, also regarding all the other blockchains. That's super interesting. Um, Subcritical, any thoughts on that? Or, yeah, sorry, if you were going to uh, I know from my side, I'm just curious, like, as we go into the future, if most of us will even be really using DeFi, I just mean, like, not in the fact of, like, it existing, but you just go onto a website, you know, kind of give your funds, and then it, like, just does whatever you want for it, whatever your, uh, you know, financial planning you want to do on there, saying, hey, I'm this risky or this, like, low risk is what I want to do, and just kind of let it go if we'll even actually do what we do now where I'm like connecting and swapping and doing all this stuff or it's just going to kind of be in the background. Yeah, I see basically that a lot of things are happening in the background that are actually very complex that you, you could do yourself, but you would spend enormous amount of time and basically AI is just optimize that and make it much, much faster for you and also much more simpler uh, by going through the data and actually being like, really smart and, you know, doing the work for you. So there'd be kind of uh, for, for your task that you would have, like in a way, uh, personal assistance, but, um, you know, they just do a lot of stuff that you, you don't want to really do. Um, I'm not sure how it's with investments. Uh, this is, I mean, you can definitely use AI investments and, uh, it's going to be used in the future more and more. You can see the traditional finance, it's basically all like computer led and, um, you know, this is going to come to DeFi as well. 
but um, in general, also the other tasks that you might, might do, like um, not necessarily financial. For example, you have, in Singularity Net, there is like robots, like Grace Robot, the model robot, and others, which basically have their mind in the cloud, and basically AI does all the stuff that you know binds together. Uh, there is also a lot of speculation that uh, if we want to get like uh, very complex AI, it might be like an AI of AI. So basically calling um, one uh, one API to another API and just like dealing with this and basically developing uh, decisions based on that. So that's like a really cool thing. And um, it, it would be really beneficial if this comes uh, through the decentralization uh, because then, you know, if something goes wrong, you, know, you probably cannot turn on, down the whole system, but you can uh, turn off parts and you can deal with this. While if everything is centralized, you don't really know what's happening. And again, like centralized companies usually don't like sharing their code, which means that you can get in quite, uh, you know, like dangerous situation potentially as well. So yeah, definitely uh, an interesting topic. Well, that's where the open letter, right, that Elon Musk just signed and a few others like uh, Wozniak. Uh, Any thoughts on that open letter? Uh, Because to me, Singularity has been like developing very responsibly with AI. Uh, I know that you guys always make a point, or Ben, when I listen to, you know, uh, Dr. Ben, you know, it's really interesting because is every new, you know, are the newer AI players responsibly developing? And I was reading that open layer. Do you guys have any thoughts on that real quick? I think Amari was just about to say something. I'm not sure if it was (laughs) previous. Yeah, no no worries. Yeah, just wanted to add it to answer on the on the previous uh, on the previous part regarding DeFi and, and AI and the use on AI on on DeFi and investment. That's Ali, part of what we do also at Singularity DAO because we use AI for price prediction using sentiment analysis, historical data analysis, and then we do on-chain analytics using machine learning and algo trading directly. So that's already uh, already live in a way, and the people keep. Uh, custody of their funds directly, so that's a bit what we uh, we've been working on on the last uh, on the last years directly. So that's keep uh, it keeps evolving and improving, but that's actually a, a big uh, the big parts of the quant team and the AI team uh, on our side. Yeah, I think I did see Singularity Dow put out some numbers also, right, of like the performance. Yeah, the uh, yeah directly because Ali, we've been live with a with a project, the Dynasets, for more than a year now, and we had like several window trading windows, and we have all everything is like it's DeFi and everything is public, and you can see everything directly in the in the different reports that that we have, like everyone can see all the different trades we uh, realized by the AI directly on chain. Yeah, definitely. And the good thing about AI is that it constantly learns based on new data. So, um, you know, there is like always needs for some tweaking and like improvements based on the new new trends that are coming in. But yeah, that's a really cool thing. That do, you everything is so that, do you guys think that other DeFi pro- products um, that aren't using AI will be at a disadvantage soon? If like we're just calling, you know, the kettle black here and saying like, okay, you guys are really using it for your products. There's probably a lot of DeFi products that aren't using it. And then there's probably some that are saying they're using it. But like uh, Subcritical said, it's kind of like a buzz term. 
Um, do you think that there will be kind of a dispersionary effect between DeFi products and crypto that use it and are actually using it well versus DeFi products that won't? Or are you, or can I, like, is that not even a fair question to ask? Like, like, what do you think? Yeah. I would say like, uh, it's not, not completely fair because it's like different projects are having different business plans in different ways, how they operate. So uh, some of them are much more dependent on AI than others. And those that are not very dependent, even if they don't use it, you know, it's not going to make a big difference. But um, like, like what kind yeah. of, yeah, can you give us some examples between the ones that it will make a difference and ones that maybe it wouldn't? Well, I guess the biggest uh, ones that really need it like, is the ones that are dealing with large amounts of data that make like very logical decisions. This is where uh, artificial intelligence has like a bit of an advantage over human. And this is where it really pays to, to use it. The more you go to the qualitative analysis, qualitative decision-making, uh, the less it's useful because uh, AI is still catching up in this uh, phase to the humans. And, you know, once it catches in this phase, this is when we're going to see real advantage um, in AI. And, you know, like exactly the ChatGPT is like one step forward in this. It, we're not there yet, but uh, it's a step forward. So, um, again, like for right now, I would say mostly the project that would use like quantitative analysis or that need quantitative analysis will kind of have to have some AI developed. But, you know, as AI uh, progresses, like, and, you know, like at Singularity Net, uh, we're very optimistic about the progress, um, you know, like, then more and more uh, projects will get uh, in the need of AI simply because one thing is like the cost of um, expenses for some cases, but also AI can make really good decisions that are informed and they can, it can make it faster as it progresses. So... Yeah, it, it will gradually become more important, but how and where, it also depends on the progress of the whole AI as a science. So how, where it will be the next breakthrough. Right now, the breakthrough is in chatbots, which is cool, but the next time it could be in something else. Yeah, that definitely. And also, I, to, to answer to the question, is it, it going to be an advantage or a disadvantage for the people not using AI? I'm, I wouldn't say that that way regarding it. For, for example, you have several DeFi protocols, you have excellent team of developers and you have bad, worse team of developers. And here, the data is available for everyone. But so the quality of the AI that has been built will depend also on the quality of the teams of the AI scientists building it directly. So you can have people uh, using AI, but having a poor team of AI scientists and doing a poor job after that with the with the AI, so it's really gonna depend on having the the best AI scientists in your teams to be able uh, able to develop a competitive advantage. How can how can we like find out if a team has good AI scientists? Like, what's the best practice for that, in your opinion? Like, what do you do? Like, what do you look for when you're like looking at the team and their background and stuff? Like, what do you can you give us kind of some pointers as we're looking through different teams, you know, and things of that nature? Uh, but regarding AI scientists, I guess it's it's always like hiring people in every every sector. You're gonna need like proven track records uh, and be able to show what you what you pretend you can do. <laughs> it's like I guess it's 
the 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 hiring process i guess i didn't hire myself the 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 ai team of course uh but i guess the hiring process is no different from other sectors you have to to prove what you what you pretend you can do guys let me come here real quick here because i did hire the, uh, the ai team i think what i did now so um i think the um so we we've seen a number of um of crypto AI related project coming up recently, um, also on the most notable launchpads, and um, and I can tell you that finding people right now with the right the right skills, not just in artificial intelligence but also that understand AI and blockchain is extremely difficult. Um, so, in general, finding AI talent is challenging. Uh, SingularityNet has the largest team in the world um, of of AI developers and scientists, in especially in the blockchain space. But I believe it's one of the largest in the world, uh, with the highest concentration of PhD. So attracting this kind of people is not easy, and uh, and it's expensive. It's really expensive, um, especially in companies that are not as mission driven as SingularityNet, SingularityDAO or Cogito. So when doing due diligence, we mostly look at the academic background, uh, the, uh, uh, the experience, um, and that already gives you a good indication whether somebody can actually develop um, artificial intelligence. However, as I said, the combination of the skills between crypto and AI is extremely rare. And, um, and I think it can almost only be found in the singularity net ecosystem. So for us, it's been a challenge, but because we were coming from that background, we've been able to onboard um, new AI people and, uh, and educate them about blockchain and DeFi. And still to these days, we have cross-team collaborations between DeFi and AI people to try to create a hybrid and, uh, and a USP that no other company has in the market. Yeah, I would I would agree, of course, with what the, both of them said. Like attracting the right talent is very important, but also like once you attract it, like um, the AI talent is not just like an AI engineer. They're like having very specific uh, skill sets. Uh, AI is also going on smaller and smaller topics, so uh, you need to have uh, also the people who know how to connect those uh, specialities quite well uh, into one whole unity if that makes sense. And uh, this is actually a big thing, how you do it. And even once, you know, since this is a growing field, like AI in DeFi, it's going to grow and a lot of newcomers will be there who don't really have that much DeFi knowledge. And the way how to do this is to connect them with people who do and, you know, to, to make a system where they, you know, add value to each other. And this is how... It should be done technically, but as Marcel said, like the best is of course to find like uh, the the people who are basically already AI engineers and are uh, very good at it, and they are working in DeFi. However, for that you have to go most likely to Singularity and ecosystem, or like there are very few people outside of that that are experts in both topics. So. It was also a process for Singularity Net to to get all of this AI knowledge, you know, gradually. I mean, they had AI engineers even before that, but 
to connect them with uh, DeFi was like a gradual process and they are like a few years ahead of the competition right now. So we have a couple of questions from uh, the community subcritical. I'm getting getting some DMs, um, uh, but why not, if you have anything, why don't you go first? Yeah, I just want to say uh, we've been talking for about like 30 minutes or so. So everybody listening, thanks for being here. Uh, if you can go ahead and share this space. And if you do have questions, feel free to request to either come up or you can DM Jay or myself. Uh, and we'll just talk about those subjects. I feel like there's just so much to talk about with AI that we could probably sit here and talk forever. We won't be, but uh, just go ahead and let us know what you want to talk about. So I have two questions here. So one's for uh, Marcelo, if he's available, to Steelman and, you know, the AI ethical argument. And then we have another one, which is for everybody. What does... Uh, what do you guys see as the use case for AI and crypto that will lead to mass adoption? So, uh, Marcella, if you're uh, available, do you want to, you know, try to uh, steal, steal man the AI ethical argument? Um, I guess there's really just a lot of nuances there, and we kind of covered it. But if you have anything, because I know that the open letter, I'm getting a lot of, uh, you know, hey, is this like something that we should worry about? But um you know, it's it, you guys are in the thick of it, and I, it seems like you guys are developing responsibly. So you're not trying to take over the world. You're doing a lot of stuff that can lead to more innovation and more opportunities for more people, which is really exciting. Uh, would you like to take that, Marcelo? Yeah, well, actually, we are trying to take over the world, but in um, in a right, right. I was just trying to be like uh, optically <laughs> correct, right? We didn't want to tell the masses that no, yet. Exactly. We we're just going to wait. Yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, so the um, so that as you said, I mean, there is definitely raising concern about the development of AI and uh, um, and an ethical way to develop AI. What we believe is that the best way to approach AI development is to do it in a decentralized way, where you, we allow as many participants in the ecosystem as possible in an open source way and. Um, and, uh, and, and, and the centralized way, democratic way, as I said. So Singularity Net, again, I mean, I don't want to oversell it, but obviously uh, it has, you know, been as per, as been spearheading the, uh, um, the, uh, the argument about benevolent AI since, since, the, early, since the late 90s, right? So um, he, he truly believed that AI shouldn't be centralized, shouldn't be developed by uh, Silicon Valley tech giants and should be in the hand of people, developed by the people and for the people. So despite not being a DAO, SingularityNet has probably um, had some of, in, in, in the whole crypto, um, crypto industry has been the one that have been interrogating the community the most on the most critical decisions, like the one of uh, developing on Cardano, for example, there was largely debated by our community. So we, you know, Singularity Net takes it very seriously, the democratization aspect. At Singularity DAO, we've been involving our community in some critical and some less critical decisions and the participation by the community has been extremely large. So going back to your argument, I believe that the best way- That's to an incredibly healthy sign, by the way. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. So yeah, very healthy and, you know, it was surprised uh, surprising for us so we did we ran a quick comparison with other DAOs and we realized that uh, our community participates 10x 
um, compared to other communities, and uh, and that that makes us really proud. And uh, I mean, if you know our community is listening to us right now, I I'm really thankful for the support and the engagement because that's what makes us great. So the uh, main advantage that we have to develop benevolent artificial intelligence, benevolent AGI, and here I'm 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 I'm, I'm opening a Pandora box that you know we we could we could talk for hours what AGI is and what. <laughs> And, and, and what, you know, and what direction we should develop AGI, but anyway, um, is to involve the community more and more. And, uh, and that's what we're doing. SingularityNet becoming an ecosystem of companies goes in that direction because it's not going to be centralized. The AGI revolution is not going to be centralized. It would be decentralized. It would be on the blockchain. Um, so we're looking forward for more participants in the ecosystem. We're looking forward for more um, debate. Uh, more companies developing together with Singularity Net, and we're looking forward to build the first and foremost um, and only decentralized AI ecosystem, which will give birth to the only benevolent AGI. Not to say that many other proponents in the centralized sphere might have similar attitudes and similar ideas. Um, however, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts by Sam Altman um, and the likes, and um, and the approach that they take it seems more like um, um, a laissez-faire, uh, if, you, if, you, if you allow me to use this word. Um, so we develop the AI, and then the, the AI will basically take its own course, uh, not controlled by um, by anybody. We believe that the community should be in control, and we do it in. Uh, um, in a decentralized way through um, through through the blockchain, and we, we believe that's the future. No, that's awesome. So, uh, any thoughts on that from uh, Subcritical or the other guests? And then uh, there is one more question for everybody on the panel. Yeah, I would say that uh, as Michelle said, is completely right. Right, um, we're trying to decentralize, and decentralization of AI is actually a topic that will grow in importance as the AI develops, because we don't know in what way AI will develop. Um, it's also the the thing that is often the argument is it kind of depends who is developing it, right? Like if there's a military complex developing AI, then the new features of like the ever smarter AI are going to come from uh, military use cases. And you start with teaching AI in something that, you know, you kind of don't really want to, to teach it. Um, but, you know, like you teach it anyway, because this is where, where all the science comes from. So it's not necessarily that this will end up bad, right? Or anything like that. But it, it is good that AI is being uh, basically also developed like on more decentralized applications where humans that basically need it for everyday usage to improve the quality of life, that they are using it and that they are actually making it uh, better. Uh, not always like from some big company just looking to get some more profits uh, no matter what, what, uh, what everybody behind does. And this is just how businesses operate. But you know, we might not want to do this. We might want to be more transparent. We want to, you know, show it to the world while what we're doing, while we're doing it. And this also gives us some hope for like a more bright future. So uh, the next question was, you know, what, uh, 
what do you guys see as like the use cases for AI and crypto that will promote or lead to mass adoption? Well, to to answer that, uh, I think more than on the crypto part, really on the on the DeFi part also directly. Uh, today we have the, the blockchain, which is the, the the technology of trust, let's say, and the the main issue there is that there are a lot of uh, as I said before, a lot of scams, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, contracts that you can't trust and stuff like that. If you have uh, an AI that can help you have uh, true um, trust these contracts directly, it's going to be way easier for people because they're going to be less afraid of being scammed or having their money drained or stuff like that. If the AI can tell them, okay, that's, that is safe, that is not safe directly. So in that way, that can bring a massive uh, adoption in amount of people because a lot of people tried DeFi and got scammed in any possible way and walked away from it. And it gave a really, really, really uh, bad publicity about DeFi also. And if we can get rid of that true AI, that can be really a massive, massive point to, uh, to attract a lot of people. On top, of course, of all the possibilities that AI uh, brings in terms of uh, of uh, risk aversion of uh, uh, of investment directly. Actually, to, to build up on that, uh, when I was in SingularityNet a few years ago, the, one of the first things that uh, basically SingularityNet started doing, and I was basically part of this development team with Anton Kong and Deborah Dong, was uh, building a reputation system. So this was mainly for online marketplaces, but the thing about this was that the reputation system like this works really well in uh, crypto. The reason is that all the transactions are public. You see all the addresses, everything. You, you have all the data that you already need, and you can make like a reputation system that basically finds out which actor is trustworthy and which one is not. And this is quite an amazing thing that is ha possible in crypto. Uh, and you know, to some extent, it's also possible in traditional world, but. In crypto, you can really do this better um, due to the, all of the information that you're having and the transparency that is behind it. So this can, you know, in the long run, I definitely see some kind of system like that working to help the reputation uh, along with other AI systems that, that can help. Yeah, trust in, in crypto is such a, such a big uh, thing that we're always working on, right? But um, so critical. I know that uh, you have a few questions from the community and as well. Um, did you want to get to those? Yeah, we had a question down here that was talking about uh, if humans feed data and it's about humans, one excuse being privacy concern without making content and environment for AI, how will AI get its own sentient awareness? So I think that one's more about all the data that we're providing for this, like artificial intelligence is all human based, right? It's like all the data that we've taken. Uh, like, when will we get to a point where it's making its own data, I guess? And I guess that gets us to like AGI. So, I guess if people want to talk about what's the difference between an AGI and just kind of what we're using right now. Well, AGI is supposed to be smarter, I would say. Um, but yeah, like the computers, they need to learn from somewhere. So at the beginning, the easiest is to learn from humans because there is data and there's everything. Of course, we should be very responsible about what kind of data we give to the computers and 
um, also what kind of data we take from humans because you know the, right now I think privacy is not uh, I mean it's very underappreciated topic like uh, there's a lot of abuse in privacy by big companies uh, that is happening all the time and it just how it is right like um i wish it wouldn't be like that and in crypto we're definitely not trying to make it like that you can see some of the projects developed also by singularity net that are basically fighting this but it is what it is and this is where initially ai has to learn uh, from humans uh in general like in the long run ai can teach from the new experiences it gets like uh, as you know it progresses so as it like trying to solve some goal and it's like there's just like human is learning, like when you're a child, there is like a trial and failure, you know, you, you reach for something and then you find out it's hot and then you learn not to touch the stove or something like that. And basically, in the long run, AI will be able to learn by itself as well. But right now, we have to learn initial experiences from something and humans are usually done for that. But of course, here, it's very important to know that we want to do it in a responsible way. Um, and, you know, if it's not done in a responsible way, we can get some bad effects. And this is part of the reason why there was like a question that we skipped about Elon Musk doing the petition to actually stop the progress, which, you know, it kind of makes sense. But also, like, the problem is not everybody will hold on to it. So that's that's a bit tricky. Yeah, because you can't just like, you know, only have half of the products stop when like the rest of them keep going. And then everyone's like, wait, but I thought we stopped. And now they're like not able to compete because everyone else is going full, full pace and getting the money for releasing product. Yeah, that's a great point. It's actually worse than that, right? Like the problem is that the ones that will not hold on to their world are usually the dishonest ones. And dishonest ones are usually the ones that will not really be in favor of benevolent AI. So suddenly you'll have half a year stoppage of everybody who is actually uh, developing benevolent AI because they're like honest and they're like uh, have good intentions. And then you have the other half of the people that might not have such good intentions and they'll keep on developing because they, they don't really care about the common, uh, common agreements. And you can imagine, for example, that, um, you know, like those that will agree to stop to use it are like people who, you know, first of all, they really want to do good. But those that want to agree, like you can bet that the military is probably not going to stop advancing there because if they do, you know, the military of another country will overtake them. And this is not something they want. There's still competition there. And probably also many companies are going to be like that. And this, uh, the problem with this is, that I, I don't see how this can be really agreed in a legit way. Let's put it that way. So um, I had a, another question, subcritical. Uh, I'll, I'll throw one out there and then you, I'll go back to you. So in, uh, in, the adole- in its adolescent age, how does a benevolent AI look and behave? And that was from Crypto Mage. And I know that he's been, you know, just looking at you guys, Singularity, AI, just a br- like at large. He's one of our community members. I think he's, uh, he's not available right now. Otherwise, we'd love to have him up speaking. But yeah, shout out to Crypto Mage for that question. And yeah, in its adolescent stage, he wants to know how does a benevolent AI look and and behave because that's kind of where we're where we're going first right depends how smart it is first like today's ais are like uh, 
smart when it comes to the big data, but once the AI develops, uh, we are not really sure where this development leads us. The problem is we don't know where the major breakthrough, the next major breakthrough in AI will, is going to come from. It can come from a topic that we are not prepared for. Like, again, I mentioned before, it, right now it came from the chatbots and like from textual applications, but it, it can come from video or something like that. Like, it, it can come from some niche that we are not uh, expecting it. And based on where it comes from and who are the initial creators of it, it can um, it can really steer the way of how everything is going to develop. So in short, this is actually a really hard question to answer because for that you would kind of need to know in what way the AI will develop uh, in the next uh, jump that is going to happen in the AI science. And this is very hard to predict because if you can predict it, then everybody will be studying this right now. Because, uh, you know, like whenever it develops, it's going to be like a massive application is going to get like, it, it, just imagine how much money uh, OpenAI got. Like now it got purchased for I don't know how many billions. So, you know, if you know where it's going to happen, you would probably all go and study that to, to be the next billionaire. But, and that yeah. is worth saying. That is worth saying because like in this industry, man, it's really interesting because the next, you know, 12 months have never been almost more uncertain um, for me, just like seeing AI and ChatGPT4 and using it now and, you know, being close to people that are using it and uh, were devs and now are using it for everything pretty much every day. This was an unexpected thing. So the next 12 months have never been more uncertain. It's quite interesting. Uh, sub Subcritical? Yeah. So I guess just since we're here getting ready to kind of wrap up, uh, where do you see us in like five years? Like, what do you think? Like, do you think we're going to have uh, an actual AGI here? Do you think... Uh, are you gloomy about the future or do you think uh, things are just going to get better? Well, um, I guess uh, everyone, everyone is building some, uh, some kind of AI. And as, as we talked about, uh, about data, everyone is filling data by the, the, let's say the human part, but more and more, I guess in the, in the coming years, the AI will learn from other AI. And we, I don't think in five years, we're going to have a, totally uh, fully AGY, but I guess we're going to come close to that and have a lot more synchronization and work between AIs directly and our jobs and for everyone, I guess, just my opinion, completely the future, of course, but will be more about uh, understanding and making the AIs work together more and more so that we all come closer to a, to a global AGY that everyone can work with. No idea when it's going to happen, no idea if it's going to happen, but that's more about how I think in the next five years, that's the, the, the direction where, where we're going. Actually, uh, if you listen to Ben, he often cites Ray Kurzweil, who made like some kind of models to predict that AGI will happen in 2029, so that's not quite in five years. But anyway, this uh, this is still like just a... Rough prediction, nobody really knows. I mean, like it was based on just some factors. We don't really know when it will happen uh, in short. But yeah, in five years, it's probably we're probably not going to be there yet. But AI will be more adopted, that's for sure. Like um, if you're following the field, it's been growing every year um, by immense numbers. And I expect it will continue to grow. 
Like there is no sign of any stopping, more like speeding up, to be honest with ChatGPT. So AI will be, become also more incorporated in our lives. Uh, like maybe 10 years ago, there are only like a few companies that were saying that they are working with AI and nobody really knew what that means because they didn't really show much. Now you see more and more use cases every day in your life and this will continue to increase and increase and increase. So in five years, uh, I'm pretty sure it's kind of an exponential increase compared to you know, the start. So our lives are going to start changing. Now, I wouldn't say that the life is going to be completely different, but you will use AI much more in your everyday life than you're doing right now. And that will be shown and it will be our friend. Uh, let's hope so, at least. <laughs> I, I'm quite optimistic about that, of course, but um, like I, I don't want to jinx anything. But yeah, um, your AI will be your friend. It's going to make your life easier. And a lot of everyday tasks that you're having right now are going to be probably outsourced. Um, so. Yeah, and uh, as we said, we can't predict directly the, the future, but we've seen how fast internet adoption was. We've seen how faster and a lot faster crypto adoption was, and AI seems to be even even faster. So it might be even sooner than what we, we expect because the actual, yeah, the actual curve is totally insane. So, so I have one more question, subcritical, if that's okay. Um, if Dr. Ben is no longer with us, Right. And I'm sure he's going to download his brain into a robot. But let's just pretend he's no longer with us. Does the Singularity Net team hold similar values to continue and develop a benevolent AI? Because he is kind of the, you know, he's kind of the backbone of the uh, Singularity ecosystem, similar to how I view Charles, like a champion of Cardano right now. But you know, Cardano is not always going to be that way, right? And Singularity, that, you know, as it grows. So that was a question from the community. Um, can you guys answer that, you know? Uh, like, does the team hold the same, will the team hold the same values to continue developing a benevolent AI if Dr. Ben's out of the picture? Gosh forbid, right? Yeah, sure. Like my opinion is like uh, right now uh, there are a lot of other actors in um, Singularity Net that are being shown publicly because you know Ben is a leader, of course, and it's like very important person. But as you said, like the most important is Singularity Net and the key vision and everything. Uh, but there are other actors that are now being shown more and more often uh, to show that he's not the only one who is. Uh, you know, leading all of this, like there are others that are trying to step forward and really push. Uh, and we are also trying to instill the values all over the ecosystem uh, to actually push the ecosystem to, towards the same goal. Um, and the community also helps us a lot with that. You know, we we are basically going into DAO governance. So uh, the community is basically holding us more accountable for going in that vision. And we are also... Uh, in the same vision right now. So right now it doesn't look that bad, but yeah, we are definitely trying to instill more of these values to everybody inside of the ecosystem to, to proceed with this. Um, we've got for big Ben wouldn't be here. Like he's, as I said, as you mentioned, like he's the face behind, behind the, the whole ecosystem. So, you know, like losing Ben would be like astonishingly bad for Singularity Net. That's for sure. 
yeah, couldn't say more. <laughs> right. And then subcritical, did you have any um, other things? We do have one more question, but if we are running out of time, feel free to cut, uh, wrap it up. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if Kajito and Singularity now have time for one more question, do you? Sure. Okay, so sure. here's the, I'll just say it really quick. So ex- someone asked, explain to a 10-year-old, uh, what's the difference between an LLM chatbot and an AGI, like, era of AI? Well... I'm not sure how well I can answer that, but uh, I'll try. Um, basically, uh, AGI is just going to be smarter, going to make decisions based on less uh, of the data that is behind that because, you know, LMMs are still trained on vast amounts of data and use a lot of computing resources, and they often make mistakes. Uh, not to say that the true AGI doesn't make mistakes ever, but... It makes much less mistakes. Uh, it's uh, much more efficient, and in general, it's just um, smarter. Also, with the with the answers, uh, there will be also, as I mentioned on the very beginning of this talk, uh, right now there is a huge enthusiasm about ChatGPT, and uh, rightfully so, right? Like it is a big thing. But in the next months, I expect to be uh, that more and more drawbacks are going to be shown to the people. Um, saying like, yeah, this is a great thing, but it's not, I don't know how huge. Um, and of course, then, you know, like in, I would expect in a few years, there's going to be another big thing that, that is coming that's going to make everybody impressed again. And this is just how everything is growing in AI. So the short answer would be just like, uh, it's much, much more intelligent and uh, it has less deficiencies. It acts also more like a human because right now it's uh, just a machine going through a lot of data and trying to make sense of the data, and this sense is not always optimal. You, you can see some deficiencies already, like by some researchers that are pointing out at ChatGPT that sometimes the thinking is wrong. Some of this will be fixed, some of this will not be fixed, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Also, ideally, AGI that is going to be developed is also not going to hold as much biases, but... We'll see how how that will proceed. We are working on that. So, yeah. Great. Yeah, I hope that answered uh, all the questions that we had today. Uh, I just want to thank you both for being here. It was really awesome talking to you. And uh, Marcello was here too. That was awesome to talk to him. Uh, So, yeah, I just want to say uh, I wish we could have talked more about Jay and his AI girlfriend that he has. Uh, I know he did a video on that back uh, a little while ago. Uh, but we do have to start wrapping things up. Always here. spying on me. Subcritical's always trying to spy on me, live, living through me. Ridiculous. Go ahead, Subcritical. <laughs> Wrap it up. Whatever else you want to yeah, say. Yeah, so is there anywhere they can go to kind of get more information about this? Is there one Discord that has everything from Singularity in it, or are there separate Discords for each project? Uh, Singularity Net does have a Discord, uh, from what I know. I guess you could find it on SingularityNet's Twitter. I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm part of their Discord, but I don't remember anymore how I came to it. I think it's on their Twitter account or otherwise on their website. But yeah, also all of our spin-offs, at least SingularityDAO and Kujita also have Discord servers. Ours is, can be found again on our Twitter page, on our bio. So, But for SingularityDAO, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere too.
Uh, it's exactly the same. We have our own one. It's available on our Twitter and web uh, web page directly. And I just want to say thank you to both of you for coming on and, and Marcelo um, extend, extend our thanks to him too, because, you know, I know he's wicked busy. So we just really appreciate you. Uh, and, and a lot of people did also say thank you for answering the questions. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us, guys. That was a pleasure. All right, everybody, that wraps everything up. Uh, thanks for coming out. Thanks, Jay, for co-hosting. And we'll talk to you all later. We'll definitely be talking about AI in the future. Uh, so this won't be the last time you have to ask questions because we're still learning, and uh, we'll see how it all goes. Have a good day, everybody. Make it great. Make it count. <laughs> Before the AI gets it. Before the AI gets us all. <laughs>